Welcome to another edition of Not Fake News, a podcast exposing and analyzing misinformation, disinformation, and no information. By your host, Mike T., your Ivy League conservative and former Democrat, coming to you from the great flyover country, the great Midwest. Since it's almost spring, and here in Northeast Ohio, where I'm located, it has been a long, cold winter. So, my thoughts have turned to baseball. So today, we will discuss baseball news, some old and some new. The new news. You may know that the Major League Baseball has canceled part of spring training and part of the season due to the failure of owners and and players to come to a contract agreement. You may be amused to learn that in contract negotiations, the players are referred to as laborers. Wait. What? Let me understand this. You play a game for a living. The owners and fans pay you to play a game that you have played since you were five years old. Now, I know some pitchers sometimes labor to throw strikes, and some batters labor to lay down a bunt or get get the bat on the ball. Well, come on, man. It's a game that you play. So what are the issues in dispute? Well, it's complicated. In general terms, the younger players make far less money than older, more established players. And the players' union wants to close the gap by making owners pay more to the younger players. Well, here's a solution. Have the older, richer players, like Max Scherzer, a pitcher for the New York Mets, share some of his $43 million yearly contract. Now, one issue in negotiations is the starting minimum salary. It's now set at $540,000 a year. The owners have agreed to raise it by 30% to $700,000. $700,000. And of course, the players want 725000 for the minimum salary. Think about that for a second. $700,000 a year to play a game that hundreds of thousands of kids do for free every summer and adults pay to play. Let's think about this. If a rookie plays in every game of the 162-game schedule, then he will be making $4,321 per game. Free travel all around the country, best accommodations, and home cooking for half the schedule. The player laborers like to cite poor Corbin Burns, as an example of a player who spent years in the minor leagues making what they call virtually nothing. And then he became a star 
and is still being paid barely above the minimum salary. Corbin, a 27-year-old starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, who won the award as the best pitcher in the league, and he won 23 games for the Brewers. He only made, get this, are you sitting down? He only made $608,000 last year. Where is the equity? Since starting pitchers play only every fifth game or so, by my calculations, Corbin last year got paid $19,000 per game. Not bad scratch, especially in Milwaukee. Now, we are all free to compare our starting salaries or hourly rates when we entered the workforce. I was paid $25,000 per year as an assistant county prosecuting attorney fresh out of law school back in 1989. That was over 30 years ago. So today, I understand that the starting salary of an assistant prosecuting attorney for Cuyahoga County is around $70,000. So when we compare $70,000 with $700,000, it's difficult to feel sympathetic to the players' union. But there's something else. I cannot help but think that the baseball strike has come about because of a curse, not by the great Bambino, but by Chief Wahoo, the Cleveland Indians mascot for over 50 years. Chief Wahoo was thrown under the team bus in 2018, but Indians fans kept bringing him back, proudly and defiantly displaying him on their caps, their jerseys, their jackets, and even tattoos. In 2021, last year, Chief Wahoo's curse was accompanied by another baseball curse, the curse of the Cleveland Indians fan. Allow me to explain. For over 60 years, I have been a really big Cleveland Indians baseball fan. Going back to Municipal Stadium, Rocky Calavito, Sudden Sam McDowell, and even Max Alvis. I consider myself one of the faithful, even through the lean years. Every spring, hope springs eternal. And for at least six months, every year, like many Indian fans, I incorporate the Indian games into my life, watching every game on TV, and I even make it down to the old ball yard a few times. I have even convinced my wife who's an artist, to take an interest in the game of baseball, and she has become an avid fan of the Cleveland Indians. I proudly wear my Indians jerseys, shorts, and cap everywhere. Then, in the last week of July, 2021, Indians owner Paul Dolan made the fateful announcement, my beloved Indians would be no more. They were given a new name, the Guardians. Question, why did Paul Dolan change the name of a storied franchise?
Answer. Because he can. He's the owner, and because he does not care about the fans who support the team, it's pretty remarkable, really. Indians owner Paul Dolan is a woke elitist, and because the name Indians offended a few people, he simply decided to change the name. Never mind that I and thousands of Indians fans were offended by the name change. Our opinion did not matter. Dolan never put the question to a vote. If he did, it would have been rejected overwhelmingly. Dolan is a coward who caved in to the politically correct woke mob. He made an error like a player over or underthrowing the baseball or throwing it to the wrong base. He should have resisted. He should have stood firm like the owners of the Atlanta Braves who endured the loss of the All-Star game last year because the organization did not condemn voter integrity laws passed by the state legislature. The Tomahawk Choppers had the last laugh as the baseball gods rewarded the Braves and its fans with a World Series appearance. That's how baseball works. Mr. Dolan should have confronted the political activists and threatened them with these politically incorrect name choices. How about this one? The Cleveland Police. Or how about this? The Cleveland Blue Line. Or Cleveland Elliot Nesters. Or my personal favorite, the Cleveland Wahooligans. They would have backed down and left the Indian's name alone. So, how does this ordinary Cleveland Indians fan react now that the names have been unilaterally changed without my permission? Well, I'm not giving up my Indians gear for guardian garb, and I'm not planning to spend any money attending home games. Will I watch some games on TV? Maybe. Probably. But I am hoping that owner Dolan sells the team to someone who will listen to the fans and restore the name Indians. And until that happens, the curse will remain. That's all I have to say. Until next time, this is Mike T. Thanks for listening. And remember, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our great Constitution. Read it, learn it, defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real. It's dangerous. It's everywhere. Stay informed. Be engaged. Our republic depends on you to keep it.